Y'all just hang on. I'm going to give you the breaking news. There's a little news. Look, I'm telling you, if you're working today and you just, you know, ran out for your lunch break, you just cranked the car, you turned on the Matt Wyatt show with Matt and JB and all of his clan, we call him a clan, the, uh, yeah, the Mattomaniacs, the Dr. Brojo clan. <laughs> anyway, you just turned it on. Here we are. And he goes, breaking news. And you want to hear it. You want to hear it. I promise if you're a football fan. If you are interested in watching it on television, coming up real soon this month, this month, as it's September the 1st, welcome into September, then I have news for you, and it's coming up literally in two minutes right here in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team. Farm Bureau Insurance. Your hometown heroes. Your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. But first, Bates, he did a preemptive text to the show. He texts the show on the Country Please and Text line, Country Please and Sausage, on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. It's 885-ESPN. Text me right there, 885-ESPN-601 number. He texts one minute before the show started and said this, Dear Mr. Wyatt, it's week three of high school football. Can you please play Neck by the Sonic Boom? What am I if I'm not here to please? So there you go, mates. Week three. Can't wait. So it's week three of high school football. It's week one of college football in the state of Mississippi. Southern Miss hosting South Alabama on Thursday night. Can't wait. Can't wait. I will be at a couple of games, high school games, Friday night in North Mississippi. I can't wait to go. Sing along. Yesterday I said, uh, roll your window down and turn it up to 11. And um, White Denzel, I think that's who it was, actually sent me a picture of his dash in his car. And he had literally turned it up to 11. (laughs) He sure did. Hi to everybody on the Facebook live feed. Lynn, Hill State to you. It is getting close. Danny, what's up? Stephen, David, Joy, thanks for tuning in. So y'all text me, call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. Love to talk to you today on the Divinity phone. Text, tweet, call, tweet me, uh, post your comment on the live stream, all of that. So here we go, hour number one with you on this Tuesday show. JB, how you doing today, sir? Man, better than I deserve. Yeah? Yeah. Well, Got that. up, saw the sun come up this morning. Beautiful day at the golf course. Got mm-hmm. a little work in. Yeah. Talked to some folks. Talked to you. Had fun yeah. with you on the text machine. <laughs> yeah. And Brooks giving me a hard time. So, yeah, yeah it's been a good day, man. Good um, day. You know, it's still, somebody described the humidity and the weather out there. They said it was soupy. They're tired of the soup. I mean, it's still kind of hot in that way. And humid and everything. It was like a sauna this morning. Yeah. But I think we're getting a break. I looked at the 10-day forecast. We're supposed to get some, like, fall 
temperatures and and clean air in here next week. I think. I think that's what it is. Yeah, later on, later on toward the end of this week, I think there's a some kind of high front coming through, uh, yeah. coming up southeast. You know, me and, and Ready Kilowatt, we're the weather people. We're ready to go. Ready to go. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, me too. I'm ready for that. I, I generally, I really like the heat. You know, the hot part of the year is my favorite time of year. I like summertime. I want it to be hot. 98 doesn't really bother me. That to that, I mean, I sweat, but. I'd much rather have 98 than 48. I, I don't like cold weather, all that kind of stuff. But, man, after this tropical storm came whooping up through here and licked all of North Mississippi and left all this humidity and stuff, I mean, it has just been oppressively humid where I live in Tupelo the last, really, week. And then on top of that, we get a little rain every day. <laughs> Everything's just sopping wet, soaking wet and humid. You know, you can't even see out the windows of your house. Uh, right, right out our kitchen window, right over the kitchen sink, there's, you know, a little, not a bay window, but windows there that we can open and close if we want. And right outside them, hanging out on the uh, edge of the house is a hummingbird feeder. We can't tell if there's any hummingbirds up there or not. We can't see. Windows are fogged over, you know, moisture on the outside. And it's that way all day long. So I am ready for a little less humidity. I don't care if it's hot, but just get a little dry in here so we can mow grass and see out the window. That's all I'm asking for. Hey, yeah. man, thank, thank you. Re- you can't see out the window, right? Mm-hmm. Thank God for air conditioning. That's it. <laughs> There's always something to be thankful for, isn't it? Absolutely, man. Okay, here's what I'm thankful for. We now know who, what, when, and where on a lot of the games that are going to happen on television. That's the news. I'm going to tell you where you can watch your Rebels, Bulldogs, and and elsewhere in the SEC. We're going to start with CBS. Hey, look at here. Um, Brian on the Country Pleasing text line says, Hotty toddy, I can't wait. Matt Daddy. Sent us a picture of him fanning himself. Yeah, somebody fanning himself. It is that hot. Jason said, going to be hot uh, for here the next week. Talking about out in Flagstaff, Arizona. What's hot today on the Twitter sphere is kickoff times for the SEC on CBS. A bunch of them and a whole bunch of kickoff times and television times for games on ESPN. What are they? Mississippi State LSU season opener into this month. September 26th, going to be a 2.30 kickoff on CBS with Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson. Yep. Hey, and by the way, okay, so I said Nessler, you know, but raise your hand. You still associate SEC on CBS at 2.30 and Gary Danielson. You still associate it with Vern Lundquist, Uncle Vern. Even though Nessler's been on the call now for, what, two years? I think it's two years for Nestler on that deal. I played this, uh, JB, I guess two weeks ago, whatever, when we were pr- re- kind of reliving that classic game between Texas A&M and Alabama. Yeah. And I just forget what a great job Vern Lundquist did and how kind of synonymous his voice was with that time slot. This is the intro for that game, the, the Johnny football game when he had his coming out party. They beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa 2012, and it was on CBS. This is Vern. 
and we welcome you to Bryant Denning Stadium in Tuscaloosa on the campus of the University of Alabama. Fresh from their thrilling victory last week, the top team in the country, the Crimson Tide of Alabama. And the Aggies of Texas A&M come to Tuscaloosa for the first time ever. And they come as members of the Southeastern Conference. So many ties between these two football universities that we will develop throughout the afternoon. Take a look at the SEC West. Yeah, they'd always have those great intros, get the band in there and crank up the music. So anyway... Even though we, we still think of Uncle Vern, he's not on the call anymore on CBS. Here are the times, all right? Now, this isn't every weekend. As I'm looking at it, it's only three, uh, six weekends out of the regular season where CBS went ahead and selected the games. They also are going to have the SEC championship game on CBS this year. Okay, but these six time slots are so These six games are settled for the CBS time slot. Opening weekend, Mississippi State at LSU. 2.30 CBS, same for October 3rd, that's, is that, well, that's week two, Texas A&M at Alabama, two weeks after that, middle of October, you're going to have the Georgia at Alabama game, will be a CBS, but that's going to be a CBS primetime slot, 7 p.m. Central for Georgia at Alabama on CBS in the middle of October. At the end of October, LSU will be on CBS again when they go to Auburn, 2.30 on Saturday. And then these two games in November, the first two weeks of November, two weekends of November, Florida, Georgia, Jacksonville, Florida, that's going to be 2.30 CBS on November 7th. And then middle of November, November 14th, Alabama at LSU. And that's a CBS broadcast as well, but not 2.30, they're moving into primetime. So... Those plus the SEC championship game, CBS time slots. Now, we have more time slots. If you look at what the SEC put out, if you want to go look at these, you can look at them for yourself. They are on the SEC website, secsports.com. Yeah, that's it. secsports.com. ESPN football. Opening weekend on ESPN, 11 a.m. on ESPN, September 26th, is Florida at Ole Miss. So Ole Miss's first game of the year, hosting Florida, 11 a.m. kickoff on ESPN. I mean, (laughs) they will have more eyeballs watching that game, 11 a.m. game on ESPN, than they ever have. It'll be the, I guarantee you, Florida at Ole Miss, September 26th at 11 noon Eastern, will be the most watched 11 a.m. game ever on ESPN. Ain't no doubt about it. <clears throat> State of Mississippi looks pretty good that first weekend. Got the first two games. Yeah, the first the two. Slate. Yeah, I think the, you know, and the primetime deal on Saturday night is going to be really special too. And we'll tell you who's on there. But I think you're right, JB, because it's going to be the first. SEC weekend out of the gates. That 11 a.m. time slot followed by 2.30 with State at LSU. It's going to be massive, the rating for that. Massive. I love that word. Massive. 
And see, in this case, I think I'm not overstating it. No, no. <laughs> I think I'm. I think it's, it's not quite epic, but it is massive. Yeah, there's a difference there. There's a difference between massive and epic. Okay, <clears throat> so uh, this is on ESPN networks. The first weekend, Florida at Ole Miss is noon Eastern, eleven Central on ESPN. Also, same time, eleven Central. You have Kentucky. Excuse me. You have Kentucky at Auburn on the SEC Network opening weekend. Uh, then at 3 on the SEC Network, it'll be Georgia at Arkansas. At 6 p.m. on ESPN primetime opening weekend, it'll be Alabama at Missouri. Uh, Tennessee at South Carolina will be a 6.30 kickoff on the SEC Network. And then the late game, or, or another late game, 6.30 Central Vanderbilt at Texas A&M will be on the SEC Network alternate channel. Matt, who's watching on Facebook, says, I used to love the CBS games, but over the years, I always felt so classic. He, he says, uh, let you feel more like you were there. ESPN has mastered the art of a college football broadcast over the years. CBS lost its luster, he says. Looking forward to SEC games being on ABC when the new ESPN deal kicks in, which is going to happen, Matt. Good point. Divinity Equipment phone line right now. Lynn hanging on. Lynn, what do you think about the opening weekend? Lynn, you there? Hello. Hey, go ahead. Okay. Hey, how you doing today, Matt? As far as I know, I'm just right. Thanks for asking. All right. Well, look, I got a quick hot hot take prediction for state season. I keep hearing everybody say five and five. And that's the easy pick, I think. But I think... With what LSU's losing, I think I honestly believe we beat LSU. We do good with A&M, and I just think we're better than Auburn. Hmm. I think we're going to win them three games, man. I really do. We got two of them three at home, don't we, or is it just one of them? Well, let's see. Yeah, LSU's on the road. Auburn will be at home for state. And who is the other one? A&M. A&M is, yeah, it'll be in Starkville also. But I, I, I really like us lighting those two. And, and with, they, with, with LSU losing their receiver and a couple other guys, I think, opting out. Man, I just, I love this time of year. You know, man, everybody's big, 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 you know, what I think on that, Lynn, and again, you know, I hope I'm wrong about this from a Mississippi State perspective, but I think in order to win them, State's going to have to win them in shootouts. Um, defensively, I think they may have a hard time stopping people. Plus, their defensive style, which is is kind of made to fit the offense like a puzzle piece, is it's going to be um, – you know, stop the run and and really focus on the run and put pressure on your corners. Well, they've had a starting corner who opted out and that kind of thing. So there will be some all or nothing approach on defense because the attitude is going to be, hey, let's get off the field quickly one way or the other. Because if you allow teams you yeah. play, if you allow teams you play to go on 12, 13 play drives, getting five yards per rush, they're going to eat up the clock, shorten the game, and keep your offense on the sideline. Right. So. I think it's uh, all going to be a new experience. So so what I think is, you know, for State to win those three, you're looking at you've got to go out against that the personnel on those defenses, and you've got to go out there and put up 30 points, you know, minimum, to win those ballgames. That's what I think. Well, well, I agree with that. But anyway, that's just my preseason. I like I it. I feel good about it. We're going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Kind of style I have about me, man. I like it. Monday, enjoy the show. You too, Lynn. At a boy calls in on a Tuesday, the September the first of game month, and goes ahead and makes a bold prediction. I like it, Lynn. Thanks for the call. Call me anytime on the Divinity Equipment phone line, nine nine five one zero five nine. It's a six zero one number. There are more um, ESPN kickoff times. Now, what I'm going to do here is I'm going strictly State and Ole Miss. Just in case you're tuning in, a fan of one of those schools, and you want to know for sure, you know what they've put out there today. If you go to week two, Saturday, October thirteenth, the Ole Miss at Kentucky game is three o'clock Central Time on the SEC Network. Arkansas at Mississippi State is a six thirty kick on the SEC Network alternate on that second week of the year. All right, you go to Saturday. You go from the penthouse to the outhouse. You go to the big CBS 230 game (laughs) to an alternate network. To to the alternate thing. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. Okay, two weeks after that, let's go middle of October, Saturday, October 17th. We have those ESPN times. Uh, It simply said this. These games are going to be televised either at noon or 2.30 or whatever. They're all floating, and that's the Ole Miss at Arkansas game and the Texas A&M at Mississippi State game. So it could be on, you know, any of those times, but anywhere from 11 a.m. to 3 o'clock in the afternoon, depending on which network picks it up. So they're, they're pushing those back. The end of October, Saturday, October 31st, all right, Ole Miss at Vanderbilt is scheduled for 3 p.m. Central Time on the SEC Network. That same day, October 31st, Mississippi State at Alabama in Tuscaloosa, is a 6 p.m. kickoff on ESPN. And then uh, finally, what we have, Saturday, November 7th, Vanderbilt at Mississippi State in Starkville is a 3 p.m. kick on the SEC network. And, and that's it as far as the times and TV slots that have been put out there for, um, for State and Ole Miss. Any questions I think they'll on probably that? wait to do some uh, the rest of the schedule as they uh, develop the the records and see oh, yeah. who's hot, and who's not, and then they'll right. come back and they'll adjust those for the last few games. That's right. You know, they put them in those windows where they can float it and say, okay, well, if this happens over the first month of the year, we may want this game or we may want that one, and and they'll go to selecting them that way. Uh, three hump camel on the country pleasing text line. Country pleasing sausage, the best anywhere. It's made up of real hand picked hams, bacons, pork loins. There's no junk. There's no parts that go into the making of the country pleasing. One of the reasons that country pleasing tastes so good too is when they when you know smoked sausage smoked in the smokehouses. They don't use sawdust. They don't use chips. They use real. Actual hickory logs that they split on site, and the logs themselves make a better smoke, a stronger flavor. It's just another reason why it tastes better. Three Hump Camel on the text line says, That almost rivals Vern's performance at the Tour Championship in Happy Gilmore. (laughs) I've forgotten about that. I sure had forgotten about that. Uh... Matt Daddy sent us a picture of himself. Look at him. He says, I'm hot too, though. No, no, you're not. 
Yeah, he said, that's not me. That's uh, James McAvoy, the actor. That was on that GIF, and then he sent us his picture of fanning himself. Close. A little less hair. Maybe a couple more pounds, right, Matt? <laughs> Matt Daddy's better dressed. Yeah, he's... I mean, Matt, he's, he's looking sharp. Yeah, he's got the tie on. He's got the pin stuck down in his pocket of his shirt, you know. He's ready to litigate. <laughs> pontificate. Uh, pontificate. Jason in Flagstaff says, Nestler is okay, but he ain't no Uncle Vern. With, my goodness! Or Uncle Keith Jackson's, oh, Nelly. Those newer guys are too corporate. Jason, you're exactly right. You know, a lot of it's cookie cutter. They, A lot of them are, you know... The old guys were trying to connect with you, the viewer, or the listener. And they knew the only way to do it is just kind of have a little personality, be themselves. It'll either work out or it won't. The new crop of modern television announcers and broadcasters, you're right. Everything is like so super corporate. They're getting their P's and Q's and what to say from their producers. They are... And it's like they're trying to connect with somebody else other than the viewer and the general public. I don't know who, but they're trying to connect with somebody else. So it's just not as good. You're right. It's a little more bland. But I, I, you know, I complain about some of the stuff they do, but I still like the Nestler and Danielson pairing. I'll take what I can get. Will, I'll come to your thoughts on YouTube in a sec. And something happened on this day 13 years ago. You got to hear it. Stick around. All right. Back with you. I got a text here from Paul. The Paul Walker on the Country Pleasing text line. 885-ESPN as I pour my coffee mug full of coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. Highpointroasters.com. Get yours there. Order it. It'll show up. FedEx, USPS, something like that. And, man, you'll smell it before you get to the mailbox. That's been my experience. Sometimes I get the package from High Point Roasters. I usually get, like, three one-pound bags at a time, and I hold it up, and I go, smell it before I even open it. It's amazing. Anyway, the Paul Walker texted me and said, have you seen the dot signs? I have. Apparently, right over there uh, in Madison on I-55, big dot sign says, be like the Big Ten, stay home, and avoid gatherings. <laughs> You'll take it a cue from our governor, it looks like. <laughs> take a shot here and there. Why not? Huh? What are they going to do about it? Well, I did see where President Trump tweeted something about having talked and had a, um, had a um, productive conversation with Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren. And then... Uh, I'm looking at this right. According to 24-7 Sports, the Big Ten issued a statement confirming President Donald Trump's productive conversation with Conference Commissioner Kevin Warren. A White House representative reached out to the Big Ten Conference and their Commissioner Kevin Warren on Monday to facilitate a phone call between President Donald J. Trump and Commissioner Warren. On Tuesday, today, Commissioner Warren and the President had a productive conversation. 
says the statement. Let's see. Trump tweeted this. Had a very productive conversation with Kevin Warren, commissioner of the Big Ten Conference, about immediately starting up Big Ten football. Would be a good, parentheses, great. Would be good, great for everyone. Players, fans, and the country. And then he said, on the one-yard line. How about that? There's more in there. You can see it over 24-7 sports. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see if they get it up and uh, up and going. Speaking of the Big Ten, one of the members is obviously Michigan. The Michigan Wolverines. What's the most famous Michigan game? What's the most fa- had a boy? What is the most famous Michigan game, JB, in recent memory? Uh, I would have to say the Appalachian State massacre of the Wolverines. You'd have That's to say that's the one that. I remember the most. That's the one that stands out. A loss, yeah. a huge yeah. upset. Well, ding, 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 ding. We have a winner, Doctor Brojo. We have a winner. Uh oh. On this day, September the first. <laughs> 2007, 13 years ago today, it happened. 37-yard field goal, this is it. This is it right here. Insel ready. The snap's good. The whole block! The kick is good! The Mountaineers are going to try to take it to the big house. To the big house. 20, 15, The Mountaineers have just beaten the Michigan Wolverines. The Mountaineers of Appalachian State have just beaten the Michigan Wolverines in the big house. Man, that color guy is amazing. <laughs> is he not amazing? Oh, wow. So I looked it up. His name is Steve Brown. Okay, he doesn't do the App State games anymore, but he had to be like a former player, you know, to be that emotional in that particular moment and do it that way, right? And it's one of those things like you're not supposed to step all over the play-by-play guy's call. But he's completely overwhelmed. What did he yell? Did he yell Dunzo in the big house? <laughs> I think so. As in, you know, back in 07, we used to say when something was done, we say he's Dunzo. <laughs> Dunzo in the big house. Now, this is what it sounded like on television. Out of the hole to Mesco. Good snap. Good hold. And the kick is blocked. Appalachian State has stunned the college football world. One of the greatest upsets in sports history. Blocked by Corey Lynch. Huge moment. So it certainly was different on uh, on television. Well, yeah, you know, you do have to say, okay, so it's the anniversary of that 13 years ago. You do have to say that the play and the game, like you said, when you think of what's the, what's the game that stands out to you the most, the most iconic Michigan game in recent memory, well, I was getting beat by App State. Well, what else? You know, the radio broadcast. People talk about it as much as they do the game. 37-yard field goal, this is it. This is it right here. Insel ready. The snap's good. The whole block! The, kick's oh! the kick is good. Oh! The Mountaineers are going to try to it's take it to the Michigan Wolverines, the Mountaineers of Appalachian State have just beaten 
the Michigan Wolverines in the big house. <laughs> you know, you know it, I, he sounds I like he ran game. out of the booth. Yeah. You yeah, know, he, it's just he, like he went, oh! <laughs> he just got farther and farther yeah. away. He was running down the to the get down on the field. Yeah. But that that was just a measly eleven o'clock game on ESPN. Uh-huh. That, you know, and I was flipping back and through and I remember because I, I kind of I've been to Boone, North Carolina, and I love App State, but I just thought, man, they'll never get this done. And then by third quarter, Michigan just kept letting them hang around. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, that was a There is a great video on YouTube. ESPN did it where they sat all these guys down who played in that game for App State, and they watched the game with them, and they were all talking about it and stuff. And, you know, one of the guys, the offensive lineman for App State, pointed out how different the styles were. He said, you know, we were an entirely just different kind of team than what they were. They were big and run the ball down your throat and all this. And we were spread you out and trick you over and over again. We had a really fast quarterback running the spread. And it was something that ushered the spread into the forefront even more so than it had been before. And it was the thing that sort of convinced Michigan to flip the switch and try to become a modern program. As That's when they went and got Rich Rod, That's right. right. Absolutely. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? And, not not hey, too good. <laughs> great example of be who you are, right? Exactly. Be who you are and be yourself. And, you know, Sparky Woods, I've always remembered this one time. He just very simply said something. I think we were talking about a team or whatever. I know what it was. Sparky Woods, he was our offensive coordinator at State in my senior year, which is 99 at State, a former head coach at South Carolina. We were having a conversation about how we had had an assistant coach prior to him who always seemed to want – we'd play somebody. The other team would do something successful against our defense in the game, and the very next week he'd try to install that in our offense. It's like we kept trying to just copy other teams, and it – I don't know, it wasn't good. And his response was, well – Everybody wants what they don't have. So the whole grass is greener thing. And think about it. Everybody wants what they don't have. People who have a simple life and nobody recognizes them, what do they want? They want to be famous. People who are famous, what do they want a lot of times? They want to be able to walk around and nobody recognize them. (laughs) Not like Roy Hobbs. Yeah. I just want to walk down the street and somebody look and say, Yeah. There goes Roy Hobbs. The best there ever was. Yeah, and then 16 years later, when the sports writer starts trying to dig up his story, he no longer wanted to be recognized. He just wanted to play ball. That's it. <laughs> just want to play ball. Everybody wants what they don't have. I thought that was interesting. Um, okay, real quick. Will on the YouTube live stream says, uh, regarding what Lynn said, he goes for State, wow, that's optimistic, beating LSU, A&M, and Auburn in one season. Hasn't happened since 2014 and never in any other year. Uh now, I will say in 99, we beat both Auburn and LSU, but we didn't play A&M, so didn't have the chance. He goes, hot takes here. Get your hot takes here. Will said, I do think we'll steal one of those games, though. Dan was good for at least one upset a year. I think Leach will be able to win some games the experts don't pick us to win. Yeah, I don't – you know, honestly, with Dan Mullen, I don't know that he had the uh, – the. I don't think Dan got actually had the reputation of – going out and getting one upset a year. I think he didn't do that. I think that was part of the problem. Really consistent level of performance all the time, but never went out and threw that punch. He was never Buster Douglas knocking out Mike Tyson. He was never David who sunk the rock in Goliath's forehead. It's gross, but it's true. 
Okay? <laughs> he didn't do that very much. Um, <clears throat> or enough. <clears throat> so we'll see if Leach is able to do that. Dave on Facebook said, I guess you saw the sign from Ohio State that said, quote, let's play Mississippi State 10 times and call it a season. <laughs> Did they really do that? Is that a fan or like, is that, because if it is, I want a picture of that also. You know, at, at this point, I'm sure they would be happy to play State or anybody else. And State would hey, have we a tremendous... About, uh, talking about Boone, North Carolina real quick, my... My boss at Live Oaks, he played quarterback for a little bit down at uh, Florida and then at MC. He said, he said, I put up five interceptions in about eight inches of snow in Boone, North Carolina one Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> eight inches of snow. Man, that program, App State's program over the years has been incredible. They won a bunch of FCS national championships, have come up into FBS as a part of the Sun Belt, and are whipping tail already. Running the show in the Sun Belt. They're an incredible program. They really are. Rolling along with you, Hour 1 on this Tuesday. Stick around. Back on the show with you. Coming up in mere minutes, we'll have one of two teams that are on today's countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. We're at teams number five and team number four today. We'll do team number four first, then we'll get to team number five. Poor old team number five. Been sitting there since yesterday. Didn't get to them. But we promise we're going to do it. So team number four coming up in minutes. Later on today, team number five, the countdown presented by Matt Anderson Properties with National Land Realty. Y'all need to call Matt. He's got a great name. Nice ring to it. Matt, you like that? Nice, short, concise, punchy. <laughs> Matt Anderson with National Land Realty. He can help you sell that property. Hep, not help. Hep, he can help you sell. Help me. Help me. He can help you uh, sell it. He can help you if you're buying They've got the 360-degree interactive drone touring, so you're looking at a property. Well, check it out without ever going out there to begin with. Just kind of see what you think. You know, it's a great way to shop. So let him help you. I'll tell you all about him coming up. Real quick, there's some, just in case you want to know, in two weeks, is that right? Two weeks? Yeah. In two weeks, we're going to have opening uh, weekend games for the Big 12. Those are going to be on Fox Okay, so just put these, file these away in your college football viewing calendar. You're going to see some of these on Fox and some of their networks, all right? So Fox, I'm sorry, FS1 on Friday, September 11th, late kickoff, 8 Central, 9 Eastern. It'll be SMU at TCU, Friday night, September 11th on FS1. And then the next day, Saturday, September 12th, they're calling it the Fox Big Noon Kickoff. They have it like a two-hour pregame show. Leading up to 12 Eastern, 11 Central, you'll have on Fox at 11, Saturday, September 12th, La Tech at Baylor. Along with, same time, noon, I think it's Eastern Washington at West Virginia. I think that's who that is. Maybe it's somebody else. Boy, talking about traveling across the country. That's what I'm for thinking. I mean, I may have it wrong. Maybe it's another team with a, a red E, but you know, whatever. Maybe it's somebody I don't know. Okay, and then 
2.30 Central, September 12th on FS1, Arkansas State at Kansas State. And then late Saturday, September 12th, 10 Eastern, 9 Central, Coastal Carolina at Kansas on FS1. So they announced those early game times for them. How about a 9 p.m. kick for Coastal Carolina in Matt, Lawrence, that's Kansas. Eastern Kentucky. All right, Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Thank Kentucky. you. That makes a whole lot more sense. Eastern Washington. I just see in Fox when they put their graphic out there, they only use one team color and put them all on a black background. And so I couldn't tell. It's just a red E. So thank you. So it's EKU, Eastern Kentucky at West Virginia. Coming up in hour number two, according to Phil Steele, an updated ranking of the toughest schedules in the country. For the 76 teams that are playing football this fall, he's got everybody's schedule ranked 1 through 76. Let me give you a hint. Who are the top 11 toughest schedules in the country? I would say Arkansas <laughs> has number one or two. Yeah, let me go ahead and kind of get this cat out of the bag. They are number one. And, <laughs> and, and by the way, the top 11 are all from the same conference. Okay? Wow. So, yeah, according to him. Wow. But and he's pretty he's he's been pretty spot on with a lot of that stuff. All right. Without further ado, whatever the heck that means. The Did you countdown. Say he's very steely in his face. Steely. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Yes. Teams. One hundred days. The countdown is presented by Matt Anderson Properties, a member of National Land Realty. Call Matt Anderson at 408-5155. That's 408-5155. I'll call Matt. Good old Matt. Matt Anderson, properties with National Land Realty. You know, timberland, hunting land, lakefront, waterfront. Yes, sirree. That's who you need to talk to, okay? So if you're buying, he's got the land 360-degree interactive drone touring. It's really cool. It's a way you can view the properties that he's involved with without actually going out there. You can view them. So hit him up for that reason. But if you're selling... Call him as well. He can help you. He'll get you those comprehensive internet reports for you know, the traffic that they're getting and how many is looking and where they're from, all that kind of stuff. Matt Anderson. All right, team number four. Glory, glory for old Georgia, Uga. So Georgia's schedule, they're going to start off on the 26th at Arkansas. It's one of those ESPN, something other SEC Network time slots. I told you that a while ago. I don't have the link pulled up right now, so I don't know. But week one for Georgia, it's at Arkansas. And then it's back-to-back home games the next week and the next week hosting Auburn. And then hosting Tennessee. What's significant about that? I kind of glanced past this when all the scheduling stuff came out, JB. But how about the fact that Georgia and Auburn are playing each other in the second week of the year, (laughs) officially. First weekend in October. It's kind of odd. It's kind of odd. I mean, they usually kind of get it done, what, about the middle of the year? Yeah. Kind of a little break in between the... The the pansy schedule versus the (laughs) SEC schedule. Yeah, that's right. 
for Georgia, it usually is uh, they play Auburn right after they beat the tar out of Nichols State, you know, something like that. But, yeah, it's usually middle to late, so now it's moved up to the beginning of the year. Uh, those first two games, all right, Georgia's going to Arkansas. It's one of the ones that Arkansas fans threw a fit about. Georgia's last trip to Arkansas was in Little Rock in 2014. So I don't know how far you'd have to go back to find a time that they actually went to Fayetteville. Okay. So, I mean, really, Fayetteville, the campus of the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville, and it's been at the very least, so if you go back to 14 and you go 13, 12, it's been at the very least eight years, but maybe more since Georgia has been to Fayetteville. You think I, Sam Pittman will be ready for him? He has a little little background yes, sir. knowledge. <laughs> hey, Coach Pittman, you going to be ready for him? Yes, sir. The dogs were only three-point uh, chalk back in 2014, but they led 38-6 to at halftime. Hey, and look, I'm not a gambler. Is that the new term now? If you're a favorite, they say you're three-point chalk. Is that what they're doing? I wish I knew, pal. I, I don't make enough money to gamble. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> they were three-point chalk. I figured that means they were three-point favorite, but they led 38-6 to six at halftime the last time they played up there. I'll ask Jake about that. He, he's Mr. Yeah. As uh, John chalk. Candy said in Stripes, you know, he's Mr. Vegas. He's Mr. I'd bet it all. <laughs> stripes. Our big toe. Man, Stripes. I loved that movie as a kid. That's the fact, Jack. And that's the fact, Jack. Yeah, Sergeant Honka. He's our big toe. How about Fran how about the guy? I don't forget yeah. his name, but they're all sitting around. He goes, I don't want any of you guys touching my stuff. Any of you guys touch my stuff and I'll kill you. And then you hear Bill Murray in the background go, He's lighting up, Francis. <laughs> oh, it's great. That's a great movie. There are parts of that. Barnicky. He owes me money. <laughs> That's great. The whole head shaving stuff. And, you know, the opening scene of the movie Stripes is just classic. Bill Murray and, you know, the the guy messes his clothes up. And then he drops his pizza on the ground. and Throws his it, basketball out the window. Throws his hey, basketball little, out little the help. window. Little <laughs> help. And his girlfriend kicks him out or whatever it was. Yeah, good stuff. All right, so uh, for, back to Georgia. Week two, they host Auburn. The 124th meeting, the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Let me just give you a sound effect for that. You ready? <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Holding the rest of the SEC hostage for 124 years. That's what that is. And they're scheduling. All because Auburn and Georgia have to play each other. Uh, week three, they're going to host Tennessee. But look, look now. Hold on. This is a Georgia team we're talking about here. They've got a couple of players who've opted out, a receiver, they're going to have a new quarterback, all this. And late October, back-to-back weeks, October 17th and then October 24th, at Alabama, and then they go to Kentucky. All right. Georgia has won the last 10 meetings with Kentucky, the last six in Lexington. 12 of Georgia's last 15 wins in the series have come by double digits. The last time in Lexington, a couple of years ago, Georgia was number six. Kentucky was 11 in the country. Sky high, all this kind of stuff. Georgia ran them out of the building. 331 yards, 
on the ground and a 34 to 17 win over that Kentucky team two years ago that finished up being a 10 win team at the end of the year. How about that? So the month of November for Georgia, Florida, which will be a 2:30 CBS at Missouri, host Mississippi State on November 21st, and then go to South Carolina. And then they have the season finale hosting Georgia. I'm sorry, hosting Vanderbilt on December 5th. Get a week off, and then they're hoping they play in the title game. I think it'll be Florida. I don't think it's Georgia. I think Florida will be the team from the East that emerges as the Eastern Division champion. Go Gator uh, this year. Go Gator, chomp, chomp. That's Georgia team number four in the countdown of 100 teams presented by Matt Anderson Properties with National Land Realty. Another team coming up in hour number two, which is right around the corner. Y'all stick around.